0: Welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. There, There are some scriptures that are challenging to us as disciples of Jesus Christ. AND I WANT TO LOOK AT A COUPLE OF THEM RIGHT AT THE START HERE. THE FIRST ONE IS FOUND IN JESUS' SERMON ON THE MOUNT IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 5. AND I'M GOING TO ASK YOU TO READ IT WITH ME HERE. WOULD YOU BEGIN WITH ME? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, I want you to notice Jesus didn't say, You you may be the salt of the earth, you may be the light of the world. He didn't say, You should be the salt of the earth, you should be the light of the world. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And so the, the only the only questions to be asked are how much do I flavor the world around me? And how bright is my light? See, am I, am, I bringing, am I bringing good flavor? Am I bringing good flavor? Am I bringing good flavor to the workplace, to my neighborhood? When I go, when I go shopping and I'm in the community, do I bring good flavor? What, how am I flavoring the world around me from my life? And am I bringing light that dispels darkness? Or am I just a barely flickering candle in the darkness? Th- those are the questions we have to ask ourselves. And, and then here's a really, really important question we should be asking ourselves how, how can I improve? the flavor of my life and how can I turn up the brightness of my light? Amen? Amen. Important questions. Let's look at the other challenging scripture. It's found, Jesus shared this, the night he was being betrayed It's found in John chapter 14, verse 12. Would you read it with me, please? Most assuredly, I say to you, stop right there say this again, most assuredly. See, here's, here's the way the old King James said, he's, it said, verily. Here's another way it was said, truly, truly. And when you see in Scripture that truly, truly, or verily, verily, Scripture's not stuttering. It is, it, is a, it is a Hebrew rule of Grammar when it's repeated when a word is repeated it is giving an exponential emphasis so like in isaiah chapter 6 when the angel is crying holy 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 is the lord god the angel's not stuttering the angel is actually saying almighty god is holy to the third power jesus is saying I'm telling you the truth. It's absolutely the truth. Now say it with me. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Now what is Jesus saying here? He actually is giving us a very deep theological principle about disciples of Jesus, those who believe in him. And what he is saying is, those who truly believe in me, they should be doing the same works that I did, and even doing greater works than what I did. That's challenging, isn't it? Those who believe in me should be doing the works that I did and even greater works than I did. Now, I, I'm not going to... I'm already socking you right in the jaw, but you need to honestly ask yourself... I believe in Jesus. Am I? See, this is a challenging scripture. These two scriptures are really, really challenging. How flavorful am I? Do people like to hang around me because I bring such flavor into their life? Or when they see me coming, do they go, oh, no. Are you one of those that walk into the room and smell flowers and go, who died? Or are you one of those that walk in the room and you smell flowers and go, what are we celebrating? How flavorful are you? Do you bring light? Do you dispel darkness around you? Or do you contribute to the darkness because you tell the same filthy jokes, your mouth is just as filthy, you are just as angry, and you're just as critical of your supervisor as everyone else there. And so you're contributing to the darkness because when you go to work, you turn your light out. we got to ask ourselves really important questions because Jesus said, Look, if there's going to be light in this dark world, it is because those who believe in me let their light shine. Those who believe in me, they bring salt that flavors the world. Those who believe in me do the same works that I do because they believe in me. Amen. Wow. Wow. Now, before before you start going, well, Dean, uh, yeah, I know you can do that stuff, and that preacher on TV, he does that stuff, but I can't can't do the works. Before, Before you start saying that in your mind and in your heart, some of you had already begun, I want to remind you of something really important. Jesus was talking... Two fishermen, a tax collector, an IRS agent, <laughs> housewives. Chloe and Joanne and some of the others were housewives. And those, he was talking to ordinary people, just ordinary people, like you and me. And, and these ordinary people that he had around him. Remember, he sent them out on a mission, and they came back, and they went, "Wow, Jesus! Not only did we, because when he sent them out, what did he say to them? When you go out, I want you to heal the sick, I want you to cleanse the leper, I want you to cast out demons, I want you to raise the dead. Come on." That's what he said to them. He's saying that to fishermen. Do I dare ask how many fishermen we got in the room? I know some of you. I could call you by name. Okay, fishermen. Okay, he's talking to housewives. He's talking to secretaries. He's talking to contractors. He's talking to builders. He is talking to truck drivers. They didn't have truck drivers, and they drove mules. <clears throat> But some of you, you'd say, that's my truck. Okay, but look at what he's talking to ordinary people. And when they came back, they said, Jesus, Jesus. Not only did we see miracles, but demons were subject to us in your name. They marveled because ordinary people were doing extraordinary things. Now, what, what would make that possible? For ordinary people to be able to do that. Well, Jesus told us. Jesus told us what would make that happen. Look what he said. He said, Remember, he finished John 14, 12. He said, Because I go to my Father. Would you say that with me? Because I go to my Father. Jesus was going to Father. So now we got to ask ourselves another question. What's the significance of that? Why, why was him going to his father going to make it possible for ordinary people to do extraordinary things? What was going to make that possible? One thing. He was going to send the Holy Spirit. Amen. He was going to send the Holy Spirit. And so he went on from there. And, and look, look, at, look at how he went on from there talking about this. Go ahead and go to the next slide for me because look at what he says. Read with me. And whatever you ask in my name. Now, look, he said, he said, the works that I do, you'll do also. Greater works than these because I go to my father. Without stopping, he says, and whatever you ask, and whatever you ask, he didn't say, and if you ask it in a really godly way. <laughs> he didn't say, and if you say it really loud. <laughs> he just said, whatever you ask, right? Say it with me. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and he went on. I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, yes. Woohoo! Come on, give God a praise. Yeah. See, Holy Spirit was coming. I'm going to go back to the Father, and I'm going to pray. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to enable you to pray. He's going to enable you to do the works that I do and even greater works than these because Holy Spirit's coming. Now, Now watch this. So in Luke chapter 24, Jesus has commissioned his apostles. But then he says, interesting. He says, but don't go yet. Don't go yet. Why not? Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Don't go until I send the promise of my Father upon you. See, Father made an important promise to us. I want you to pause right here a moment. I want you to just let this sink in. Father made an important promise to us. Well, what's, what's, what's that promise? What's that promise that makes such a difference that ordinary people can do extraordinary things? What, what is that? This is what he said. Continue on. Read with me. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued. That word means clothed. Until you're endued with power from on high. The promise of the Father is, I am going to make it possible for you to put on a whole new jacket. A jacket that when you wear that jacket, it's going to enable you to live with power from on high. Amen. Yes. Wow. 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 Divine power. See, that's anointing. Anointing is divine power that enables an ordinary person to do an extraordinary task. And that's, that's the anointing that comes with Holy Spirit he said i look i'm going back to father i'm going to send you the holy spirit and father has promised that when holy spirit comes upon you he will give you power from on high he will clothe you with power from on high see that's the difference between the experience of receiving holy spirit in you when you're born again and being baptized in the holy spirit When you baptize someone in water, you don't have them come and stand and open their mouth and you pour water into them. That's not what you do. They come, they get into the tank of baptism, and we immerse them into the water and we lift them out, and they're just soaked with water. Come on, amen? Okay? It's the same way. When you receive Holy Spirit, when you're born again, you cannot be born again without Holy Spirit coming in you because it is the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit in you that makes you a new creation. That's Holy Spirit coming in you. But when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are immersed into the Holy Spirit and every fiber of your being is saturated with Holy Spirit. You are clothed with power from on high. Amen. 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 Now, uh, now listen. Here's the sad part: not every person baptized in the Holy Spirit operates in the anointing. They receive it and they think, "Well, that's it. I got that spiritual experience." No, no, no. Understand, baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't to give you a goosebumpy feeling so that you've got that experience. You get that. I understand. It's experienced in all in as many different kinds of people as we have in the room is how many different ways the baptism of the Holy Spirit is experienced. But there's one thing that is definitely experienced for every single one of you. Power from on high. The anointing. But then you have to be willing to cooperate with Holy Spirit in that anointing. You have to be willing to let Holy Spirit flow through you and touch the lives of others around you. See, it's always about relationship. It's always about people. It's always about people. Church is not about programs. Church is about people because church is people. Church is not this building. I like how Pastor Aaron said it a couple of weeks ago. This building could be anything. It could be a garage where they repair cars. It can be, this building could be anything. It's just a building. The only reason it's called a church building is because the church gathers here. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, now he's talking about you. You're the church. You're the church. It's people. And God's power through your life is about people. He wants to touch people through your life. He wants to make a difference in people around you. And when Holy Spirit power comes upon you like that, listen, now God wants to flow the gifts of the Spirit through you. You see, you can't do this just because you're really smart or because you're really talented or because you're the most skilled person in the room. What makes salt and light wonderful flavor is the working of Holy Spirit through you. When Holy Spirit's working through you, man, I got to tell you, you just, you have startling flavor. And, and when, when, when you got Holy Spirit flowing through you, you are an amazing light. You just, you just lighten up the room wherever you go. Because Holy Spirit is flowing through you. And as he flows through you, he enables you to do what you couldn't do otherwise. That's why why it says in in Zechariah chapter 4, he said, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Listen, if you're the smartest person on the job, let it be more than just your natural smarts. Let Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit flow through you. If you're you're the, the, the best worker on the job, let it be more than just your natural physical skills and ability. Let Holy Spirit flow through you. You will be amazed at how, when you let Holy Spirit flow through you and you let Holy Spirit be working through you on the job in the workplace, you will be amazed at how it will step everything up. Let me let me speak to the teachers in the room, and we've got we've got about 14 teachers in our church family. Let me speak to them for a moment, teachers. Listen. There is enough darkness walking the halls of your school. Those children, when they walk into your classroom, whether you're the lead teacher or you're a helper in that classroom, when they walk into that classroom and you're in there, you should be bringing a light that they don't get in the hallway or any other classroom. And they should love coming to your room because there's just, and they won't be able to explain it. They just, I just, I just, I just like, I just like going to that teacher. I love that teacher. I love that room. That's what Mr. Hussey was for me. He was my eighth grade homeroom teacher. He also taught Washington State History. He also taught English. Now, you have to know that up through the seventh grade, I had failed every year. Teachers passed me because they didn't want me a second year in their room. (laughs) That's not an exaggeration. The only way I got into eighth grade was I had to do summer school that year to get into eighth grade. And then my dad told me, you're not playing football, you're not playing basketball, you're not running track if you don't have a C average. I just about fainted. I had never had a D average, let alone a C average. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hussey, he looked like Larry. Veggie Tales. Larry. <laughs> he was just like that. And he didn't have a neck. His head just sat there on his shoulders. (laughs) And his hands were eaten up with arthritis, so all of his fingers were shaped really like... And he would put the chalk right here. And when he pointed at the chalkboard, you never really knew where he was pointing. (laughs) But there was so much love in that man. And he kept telling me, you can do this. You can be anything you want to be. You can do this. And I, I couldn't believe what he was doing. I never forgot him. And his, his memorial service, I wrote a letter to his children. I wanted them to know that he, is a Christian man, I learned later after I received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior between my freshman and sophomore year of high school, and I went back and I was talking with Mr. Hussey, I found out he was a believer that prayed for me every day. Amen. Teachers, you bring light. And there are students in your room that all they have in their life is darkness. And you bring light. you got to bring Holy Spirit into that room every day. Sir, I know the guys on the job, they curse, they swear, they tell filthy jokes. Some of them come high. I know there's constant pressure. But when you arrive on that job site when you arrive in that station when you arrive in that building bring holy spirit with you and shine the light of jesus in their life because they're that way because all they have is darkness and they maybe have never known there is light or maybe at one point Maybe along the way they attended Sunday school or maybe, maybe they grew up in a Christian home and they just, they just don't have light and you bring light to them. See, this is why God created you. This is why you live right now. This is why God created you AND YOU'RE LIVING AT THIS MOMENT, AT THIS TIME, BECAUSE AS OUR WORLD IS ON A BULLET TRAIN TO HELL, GETTING DARKER AND DARKER AND DARKER, YOU, SIR, YOU, SIS, YOU ARE alive RIGHT NOW, AND GOD WANTS TO FILL YOU AND BAPTIZE YOU IN HIS HOLY SPIRIT SO THAT YOU CAN BE SALT AND LIGHT IN THE WORKPLACE, IN THE MARKETPLACE, IN YOUR NEIGHBORHOOD. YOU BRING THE LIGHT AND THE SALT OF ALMIGHTY GOD. You make a difference. And you can do this. You can do this. You really can. God wants to work through you. See, what what would happen if when you're hearing them and they're talking about, about their wife or their husband and how bad they are, and if you just took them aside when the opportunity came and just looked at them and said, can we pray? Can we pray? I want to pray for you. Can I pray for your marriage? Or they're talking about their kid that is just creating all kinds, and you and you said, what, what, what's, what's that child's name? I want to pray for them every day, and could we pray together for them? See, I you know what? I have never had anybody say to me, don't pray. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've, I've never had them say that to me. Now, there may be some that they have, but... I've just never, when you say it with authenticity and with the love of Jesus and the grace of Almighty God, and there's love in your eyes, they want to know. See, and the world, this is something I've discovered. The the world really isn't very interested in church. They're not real interested in about living faith church. But when you talk about Jesus, they want to know: is Jesus real? They want to know, is God real? Is God real? Does God really? And and how powerful when you start praying for them and God starts answering prayer because Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And all of a sudden, they're, they're saying, you go, we're praying. And they go, man, God's real. Now, now they want to hear. Where do you go to Church. Who is Jesus? Tell me about Jesus. Tell me about this Jesus thing you talk about all the time. That's on the back of your hoodie. Another commercial. Come on, amen? amen? See, you can do this. And this is what our community needs right now, Living Faith Church. This is what our community needs right now. They need Living Faith Church to not just experience it inside these four walls. It has been amazing this morning. You absolutely impacted my heart with the live giving worship that you gave. It absolutely did. But listen, it's got to be more than what we do inside these four walls. Because those folks out there, they don't know what goes on in here. They're afraid of what goes on in here. Because they've seen it in movies, and movies are weird. So we, we, we have to take it out there. We've got to take it out there. And the only way we can do that is by the dynamic and power of Holy Spirit flowing through us. Come on, amen? Let's take it to them. Let's take it to them. We are so blessed that you join us online today.